0: Hey friends, my name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We're working to build a community position to experience God in daily life. Our weekly teaching is one piece of that work. So as you listen to this week's message, my prayer is that you would hear God inviting you to respond to his love and his desire for you. For more information, you can visit ridgeline.church. glad that you're all here this morning. Uh, if you are here for the very first time, welcome. I'm glad. Not gonna lie, it's a weird first Sunday to be here, because this is actually, if you have not heard, the final Sunday that we gather as Ridgeline Church. Uh, we are uh, entering into a season of preparation to replant our church uh, with a new identity as Formation Church. Uh, in September and so if this is new information to you and you had not heard that if you uh, go to wherever it is that you uh, download podcasts you can listen to the message that I did called the next chapter. That explained in great detail the why uh, behind this, uh, but God's been super faithful to us in the midst of this, and so we're excited to head uh, together in that direction. Before we go uh, any further in the service, though, I do want to invite guest services to go ahead and make their way to the front, because we're going to collect the offering today. Typically, we put this right in the worship set, uh, and as we sing, we collect our offering today. I'm going to give you just a, a couple of announcements while we collect the offering, and so guest services, you guys can go ahead and pass those now and uh, and I'll walk us through a few details so as I mentioned we are entering in to uh, a church a an- planting replanting our church as formation church which we're very excited about a couple of things i do want you to know about Um, most of you are aware of this and have heard this but next sunday we are not going to have any gatherings at all and so it's a great sunday to get your hiking in and your camping and your brunching and all the things that we do instead of go to church we just giving you that sunday so go do that it'll be great Um, But then on Sunday, July 10th, the Sunday after that, we're going to begin meeting at Church of the Valley, uh, which is just about a mile and a half from here at 4 p.m. on Sundays in June, July. uh, I'm sorry, July, August and September. Uh, We are going to be working to realign around this new identity to be able to uh, take a Sabbath rest of sorts, to be able to intentionally step back and to sit with God uh, and one another, to get to know one another better, to get to know God better, to get to know who God wants us to be better before we then move forward uh, and relaunch, uh, Lord willing, on September 25th. So all of that information is in the Church Center app, which is going to be so important that everybody has that over the course of this summer. All of the, the uh, training dates are in there. The subjects that we're going to cover each day. Uh, you can also find information about meetups. There's a couple of new meetups that are going to continue to run uh, through the summer. Uh, Pastor Tyler built an FAQ uh, page on there as well that are answer almost any question you can probably think of uh, about this transition. And if at any point you have a Question that you don't feel like was answered there, then make sure you go ahead and just reach out to us. And all of that uh, is in the Church Center app. And so that's gonna help really keep us connected uh, over the course of the summer. If you have any questions about anything at all, make sure you stop by the info desk afterwards and we will answer those. So here's what we're gonna do today. Today is gonna be uh, a special and unique Sunday. We're getting ready to enter in to this really significant transition as a church family believing that God is gonna do a profound work in us and through us as we enter in to this together. But before we move on to what's next, I think it's really important that we take an opportunity to look back with gratitude on everything that God has done thus far. I've been thinking about these two verses in Psalm 9, where David writes this, he says, "'I will thank the Lord with all my heart. "'I will declare all your wondrous works, I will rejoice and boast about you. I will sing about your name most high. See, oftentimes I think that we tend to go through life and we are surrounded by the goodness of God in so many different ways, but we are oftentimes so unaware of it because we're just not paying attention. And so what we wanna to do today is we wanna actually take an opportunity to recognize expressions of God's goodness to our church, in our church, through our church over these last few years. So maybe you've been here for just a few weeks, maybe you've been here for a few years. My hope is that there is some way in which you have experienced the goodness of God over these last whatever your time has been here with us. And so what we're gonna do, we do something, practice something here at Ridgeline called altars which is when we invite someone to come forward and to share a story about how they have experienced God in their life. And the name comes from the practice that we see in the Old Testament in that when someone experiences God in a profound way, they memorialize and mark that experience by building an altar. And so we don't build like physical altars here, but we use our stories to mark and to memorialize who God is and what he's done in our midst. And so we're gonna do that together this morning. So here's what we're gonna do. And I'm gonna need your help on this, okay? Otherwise, this is gonna be a very brief service today. Uh, I'm gonna invite you to come forward, whoever feels comfortable and or is courageous enough in your discomfort to come forward and to just share something specific that you have appreciated and that you are grateful to God for, that you have experienced as a part of our church. And it could be anything at all. It could be a sentence that you share. Try not to go over a couple of, there's no sermon today, just because I'm not preaching one, I'm not asking you to. So we'll keep it short. We got kids in the room, so this is just gonna be family service chaos, okay? And that's all okay. I didn't want anyone to have to be upstairs today, uh, helping with kids, wanted us all to be able to be together and to be able to share these stories together. So here's what I know, I've I've been sharing this for years, but you know, studies have shown that the number one fear that people have is public speaking and number two most frequently is death. So just let that sink in for a second. <clears throat> so I know how, how nervous and uncomfortable public speaking makes so many people. You don't have to be fancy. It's okay if you cry. If this is your first time at Ridgeline, just settle into that. There's a lot of crying, usually during the announcements by Pastor Tyler. <laughs> He cried, he cried this week telling me what he was gonna share this morning. So it's gonna happen for a lot of us today, and that is okay. We wanna be able to celebrate and to recognize what it is that God's done. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna start us. I wanna share what I think I've appreciated the most. And as I'm sharing, if you have something you'd like to share, just go ahead and come and line up uh, right down this side. I have a mic here uh, that I will give to you. But go ahead at any point and begin to make your way down here and we're just going to share some stories and then we're going to pray together and sing a little bit more and then we get ready to become Formation Church, All right. So go ahead and make your way down and while you are doing that, let me tell you, I could share probably hundreds of things if I had enough time that I've been most thankful for about these last few years together. But as I was reflecting on it this week, I think the thing that I personally And probably is in my top five things at least that I'm the most thankful for is that this has been a place where I have had the freedom to be myself which might not sound like a very big deal to you but especially as a pastor lots and lots of pastors are crushed under the weight of not having the freedom to be who God has made them to be because they are constantly trying to be shoved in to somebody else's mold and especially because of what we planted out of, so before we moved here to Salt Lake to plant, um, I was pastoring a, a large existing church in North Carolina that was the antithesis of our church in more ways than I can count, but one of those ways was I did not feel the freedom to be myself. there was I felt very, very closed in and constricted in what I could say, what I like even what I could wear. I've, some of you have heard this story, but the chairman of my elder board came in to have lunch with me one day and he said that, he's like, hey, we're gonna need you to, uh, to wear tank tops underneath your shirt um, on Sunday mornings. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, sometimes when you raise your hands in worship, we can see your side right here. Here it is, you guys okay? Ladies, you guys all right? Because here's what he said to me. He goes, well, we're kind of afraid it's gonna make women in the church lust. <laughs> Which on the one hand, I, was, I didn't know if I should be like, I'm kind of honored actually, <laughs> but that's not how I felt. I just felt dirty and weird. So, so that is like this tiny little microcosm of what was 18 months of my life of just feeling crushed under the burden of being pushed to be someone that I was not. I had a lot of things going on in my own life, mentally and emotionally. I did not have the freedom to be able to get help that I needed because that was just not something that was encouraged where we were. And so to be here for the last five years and to be able to be who I am uh, has been a tremendous gift to me. And if there were any other pastors here, I think they would probably be able to understand the gift that is more than anything else. So I guess more than anything, I wanna thank God for that. And I wanna thank you for allowing me to be who I am. So next. That's it. There's three people. I'm telling you right now, I'm just going to sit here and sit here and sit here until we have a line of people that are coming up to share. Tell us who you are. Not everyone knows who you are.
1: Okay. Ooh. You're good. Um, my name is Courtney Johnson. Um, my husband, Quentin, and I have been coming here to the church for probably a year and a half. Um, And this is really funny, because when Ryan sent out the message that, you know, we were going to have time to share, I was like, oh man, I I felt compelled to share, but I'm going to be honest, I didn't have one profound story or, you know, time where I'm like, you know, amazing, like awesome. But throughout our whole experience here, I'm going to go off of what Ryan said, is like, no matter where... I was in my walk with God, no matter what um, I felt about God or like life at the moment, church was always a constant and it was always a place that we could still come and feel accepted. So I know growing up in, you know, the church, it probably was a lot like Pastor Ryan's. Um, Did you
0: have to wear tank tops during (laughs) worship or?
1: No, I couldn't wear holes in my jeans or I couldn't wear the high like rider boots.
0: Yeah. They told yeah. me not to wear
1: those. Either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget fighting with my mom about it, but anyways, um, I just, I guess every Sunday that we have stepped in here, I have felt nothing but encouraged. And I know that coming to a new church, I've never been, I've never had when we moved to like be pushed out of my comfort zone. I always had a church and I always just show up every Sunday, never been a part of a helping staff. I've never wanted to be more involved, but you know now i'm making coffee some sundays and every sunday i feel like i get to know someone a little bit more because of you know the small community that is just so welcoming and just so like god loving and like we're not you know pastor ryan isn't shoving down your throat what you need to be and who you need to be but all of it is is just being more like jesus and being just a good all-around human so i think i just appreciate that that it's like You are who you are and we're gonna love you no matter what and at whatever place in your life that you're at. So I just really appreciated that. Awesome. Yeah, thank Thank you.
2: you.
0: Feels like a really long walk when everyone's watching you.
3: Hi, my name is Clarissa. My husband John and I have been uh, at at Ridgeline for the past three years, which is crazy that we've been here that long. Um, We moved from Chicago already aware of Ridgeline and Pastor Ryan, and so we came here our very first Sunday um, and never left. Um, When I think of Ridgeline, I I don't think of this building or anything, I think of the people. And the people here are my family. My family and John's family lived 20 hours away in Missouri, and, and we had always said, We'll move to Utah, we'll see how it is. We had no kids and we're probably not gonna have kids here because all our family's 20 hours away and you know, we want them to have, we want our kids to be around their family. Um, But that's our daughter up there that's eight months old. And part of what made me feel good about having a baby here is that she has family and we have family and we feel supported and loved by the people that are here so much that like, yes, I miss my family, but every week I have family here. And and that church family and how we are all striving to be like God together has meant so much to me. Um, and I wouldn't give it up for anything. And the best part I think about this change from Ridgeline to formation is that hopefully you will all still be here and we still have our family because that to me is what um, Ridgeline has been the most to me is having that family.
0: Awesome. I'd like to echo that. If you guys could stay with us into formation, that'd be awesome. Buckle up, buckle up.
4: <sighs> Clarissa wanted to go before me because she was afraid that I might make her cry. So we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, so my name's Tyler. I'm one of the pastors here at the church, and uh, moved here to be a part of uh, starting uh, Ridgeline. Um, I too was on staff at the church. Pastor Ryan references, and shockingly enough, the feedback to me wasn't about people lusting over me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one was worried if they could see my skin. So, um, but uh, but it was it was far more personal and far more uh, abusive for sure. And so, being on staff at that church for. 18 months and have people use things like Bible verses to wound and just a lot of very legalistic things. As we moved here to Plant Ridgeline, uh, the tagline that we went with was no religion, just Jesus. And that used to be on a lot of our signage and all of that. And truthfully, as I, uh, after going through that experience and even due to my upbringing and some of those types of things, I really just felt like in order to be a part of a church, There was just gonna be that sort of religious mindset where you're real judgy to one another, and, oh, I can't believe you watched that movie, and I can't believe you went to that thing or drank that beverage or that kind of thing. And so, as I got an opportunity to be a part of Ridgeline, uh, full disclosure, I wasn't sure how long I was gonna be a part of Ridgeline. Because as I moved here, I just really felt like I'm kind of done with the church. Uh, me and God had some things to work out as to why he would allow me to experience what I did and some of those types of things. But large in part, I just felt like I'm going to not be a church guy anymore. And so uh, we we launched Ridgeline. Um, and even being a part of the team, um, I really was pretty skeptical that the idea of what we were trying to uh, trying to accomplish was possible. and. The reason for that is that, um, sure, we can, we can type a catchphrase on a banner and we can tell people about it, but the reality is the church are the people in this room. The church isn't the leadership, it's not a website, and it's not some catchy phrases. It's the people that call the church home that makes up the church. And I just wasn't <laughs> convinced that a group of people who are passionate about pursuing a right relationship with Jesus could be void of all of those things. And it's several years later, and I'm still here and can't wait to be a part of Formation as well. And I think we had set out hoping that Ridgeline could be a place that could provide some healing. Our, like, real goal in Formation is to be a place that provides that healing. Uh, And I'm so thankful to stand in front of you guys today and to know that that's possible and to know that that's true. And probably the first thing that everyone has said to me about this change is uh, some sort of joke or snicker about the like tattoo that I got that is Ridgeline's logo. And I know Pastor Ryan even referenced it in his chapter thing, because he has one as well. Uh, but I don't look at that and feel like, well, I got to see if I can change that into an F. Um, <laughs> there's no cover up here because every tattoo I have, people get tattoos for lots of reasons, sometimes because they're bored, sometimes to make their parents angry. That's what this one was. Um, but <laughs> and that's why it looks awful. But um, the rest of them have really deep meaning for me, and they mark something very significant in my life and so no matter what god has planned for formation or no matter what god has planned for uh, the future of us as a church family uh, i'm so proud to have been a part of richline because i think without it i'm not sure what Uh, my relationship with God would look like. I'm not sure what my relation, I'm I'm confident that my relationship with the church would be slim to none. Uh, And God has really used this as such a healing season for me. So thank you very much.
0: You can clap after these if you want. I feel like, yeah. Uh,
5: My name is Jordan Vickthorne. My wife is Caroline. We've actually been here since pre-launch. Like we met Ryan in 2017 a few weeks after he moved here, I think. Uh, and that was kind of a miracle in itself. Kind of similar to Tyler. Um, I was not really a fan of the church. I was pretty um, distant, I would say. I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, my church had grown up to good advantage of me quite a bit and it's part of why I haven't been super involved here. Um, But the biggest thing I've learned is it's okay to not be okay. And before meeting Pastor Ryan, I didn't know that there was emotion in the Bible, which sounds stupid, but I didn't realize that Jesus had anger and Jesus had fears and tears and all in between and uh, just the encouragement to go to counseling has been like the biggest life changer for us uh, or for me. My wife has been in counseling for a while before me, but um, just the encouragement that I don't have it under control and that it's okay to not be under control has been life changing for me. And um, just having people like Matt Bourne just be able to talk to and encourage me and go get a beer and <laughs> cry at midnight and just have <laughs> all kinds of issues. But <laughs>
0: that was like an emo song.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have heard my <laughs> playlist last <laughs> night.
2: <laughs> um,
5: <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like I'm just rambling now, but I had so many walls built up and I've just had the ability to piece by piece, tear them down lately. And my wife has been super encouraging and patient, which she wouldn't say she's patient, but she obviously is, because I'm so stubborn. But um, just the fact that we were able to grow so much through this really horrible few years has been um, amazing. So thank you. Awesome, man.
6: Hi, my name is Abigail, if we haven't met before. Um, this is gonna be more like bullet points. Um, thank you so much, Children's Church, for loving my children. Um, they are COVID children. So um, along with personality, there's like a lot of social anxiety. So uh, the fact that they really like going and that they feel comfortable with people who are not me or my husband, uh, that's really big. Um, so that's an actual ministry, um, not just babysitting, though don't underestimate the power of babysitting. <laughs> um, also just huge blessing um, because my husband and I have been over the past like three-ish years have gone through some pretty significant uh, theological shifts um, and uh, we have felt comfortable at Ridgeline throughout that and have not felt like anyone's like, well, now you're going to hell. Um, and that's big as you know, you're trying to evaluate what's what you really believe about things to not feel like there's this outside pressure of like, but what if my whole faith community like comes down on me because I'm considering that this may or may not actually be part of the gospel or this may or may not be like an important theological point. Um, Anyway, so that this has been a safe place to actually explore and grow and evaluate. um, And it's been safe in all of the stages. Um, And also uh, that my husband feels good here. Uh, (laughs) when When we came to Ridgeline for the first time, when we walked out, Wesley was like, what's the first time I've gotten something out of church in about 10 years? I was like, well, (laughs) we're not looking for churches anymore. Uh, Anyway, so that's just been a huge blessing that it has continued to be that. It's not like uh, some other places where I've gone and there's like, it's felt like, oh, I'm I'm going here because there's promise. Um, And then it just never really like, uh, it never comes to fruition. I feel like at Ridgeline there have been several actual like deliverables. Um, So like we've come here and like it seemed welcoming and then it was and it continues to be and it seemed like inviting into a further deeper relationship with God and then it continued to be. Uh, So I appreciate that consistency moving forward in our faith and it yeah it makes me feel really good about like wherever this church goes as I was explaining to my son like the church is people he was very confused about us not meeting here anymore I was like it's not a, it's not a building um, like church is a name for a group of people um, and so like I'm not I feel happy to go along with this group of people wherever we go, because we've been on a super solid trajectory. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to continue in that.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
7: Hi. Uh, my name is Victoria. I almost didn't come up here and almost sat down. I've only been here for about five months, but... Um, It's crazy how Ridgeline actually was a blessing before I was even in the state of Utah. Um, My husband and I have moved here from Ohio for work, and we are coming here with absolutely no one. We were leaving our home that was a block away from all of our family, walking distance from everyone, and we came here. Um, In Ohio, my husband and I were experiencing a lot of uh, battles with health issues, with our child, our children. And uh, we ended up having to be like moving out of our house due to lead poisoning in our children. And it was, we were feeling so abandoned. I was feeling like I was lost. And within a week, my husband got a job offer here. And then his aunt, was in Ashland, Ohio at a training and met Pastor Ryan and was like, hey, if you're near this place, you should look at it. And the blessing was it was 10 minutes away, (laughs) 10 minutes from the apartment we found in 19 days. And I was so thankful to know that, like, okay, she met this man. He has children my son's age. It's going to be a good thing and we got here in December. I moved in January, <laughs> and then in February, I was able to come here for the first time. And the only thing I can say is I was so mad I didn't come in January. I, I was so nervous. I wasn't a part of a church home in Ohio. I just hadn't found one that I felt welcome or felt like I connected. And the first day I came, Abigail introduced herself to me. <laughs> and I made friends. And I didn't have friends. It was a very lonely January. <laughs> um, and since then, so many of you have become my friends and mm, literally family already to me and we have found babysitters and just people to hang out with and play dates and it's just been truly a blessing in every way because not only with the people i have learned how to worship better and to find god better which was a prayer that i had been praying in ohio for a long time was just to connect better and i think that this was just an answered prayer in so many ways (laughs) um and i'm so thankful i'm so thankful to be here i don't even want to leave even though we have no family <laughs> and i'm really really excited for formation to come because i really hope to be a part of it
0: i'm happy That's so good. thank you thank you how's it going excited
8: <laughs> i <I'm> nervous <laughs> I shouldn't be so I used to be on stage all the time, but not for a while. Um, so my husband and I moved to Utah about a year ago, May, last year, obviously that's a year ago. Um, we moved for his work and we were coming from Bakersfield, California, sorry we're one of the California people, uh, promised we didn't have like $5 million to take old the homes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we moved and he said, We're moving to Utah. He said, You're crazy. No, we're not. It's like, That's not happening. Um, we had just had really great home church there and just had started volunteering for youth and everything was great. And then God completely shifted our entire plan, my plan, let's be real. Um, and we had started going to this church uh, in Utah that we had found our home church, and then just after months and months of feeling like it wasn't the right fit for us, and then God just kind of clarified through a couple of series of events. He just 100% clarified that that was not the place um, that we were supposed to attend. Also, I don't know if I said my name, Chelsea Coster, <laughs> my husband Joe. Um, and so it just was like, this is not where we're supposed to be. This is not the leadership that we had had in Bakersfield, um, coming from such a healthy situation to such a negative and just not from God at all uh, situation. And then one of our buddies that Joe had made a friend with who actually moved from California as well to work on the railroad um, was like, hey, come check out our church Ridgeline. We were in Provo for a while. We moved recently to Lehigh. Um, and so um, for a while it was a long commute, but now we're closer, so that's nice. Um, but he said, hey, come check out Ridgeline. We're like, okay, whatever. And so the first Sunday we came um, it was exactly what we needed and it was exactly what my husband needed. Um, He doesn't like the typical like, you know, just talking from the Bible, Charlie Brown. He hates that. Is that that. supposed to be me? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I don't love that. (laughs) No, you're opposite of that. Oh, okay. Good. um, We left and he was like, I like that guy. He's like, I feel like I can learn something from him. So I'm like, okay. So, um, and so that's really big for him. Cause if you know my husband, he's like very picky about church. He used to be a youth pastor. So he like, he's overcritical sometimes. I'm like, you need to chill out. Um, and so after that first Sunday, he was like, I like that guy. He's like, he grabs my attention. And so I was like, okay, good, good. Um, and so we've only been here for about three-ish months. Um, and it's just been, it's been good and it's been great. Um, we're excited to, you know, move forward and hopefully, you know, uh, you know, start volunteering in different areas and um, yeah, we're just really excited and um, it's good to have a healthy example again. So, yeah, we're excited.
0: Thank you. That's it. You can go this way.
9: Hey, uh, um, I'm Enrique Haefman. My wife, Shan, over there, she plays the keyboard a lot. Um, We started coming to Ridgeline when we were still at the Art Factory. I don't know when that was, but it was a while ago. Very beginning. Very beginning. I remember the first time we went, we found it online and we went there and we had been looking for churches for about two years, um, trying different ones every different week. And I remember going there, like, I didn't really want to go, Shanna found it online and I'm like, all right, we'll try one more, you know. Um, We kind of resigned to just watching church online at our hometown, we were from Montana. And we went there and Ryan wasn't there. Um, They had a worship service, but it, it, was weirdly safe is what we remember is like it was like they say it's okay to be to not be okay, and it really like embraced that that feeling um, and so after that first week, we decided like we'll try it again and unless unless ryan's like a real weirdo or like a lot of red flags, like this is where we're gonna go, mm-hmm. and it worked out that you know you were normal so <laughs> that's that's good um, it's questionable. But... <laughs> Um, but the one thing that I've really got out of Ridgeliner or that really God's um, provided for me is like just formative friendships like we've talked about, um, relationships. Um, I was, I'm very much a person that likes to keep to myself and like if there's a problem, I'll deal with it. Um, and when we moved to Utah, um, we kind of got smacked in the face with life. Um, you know, my, my mom passed away we had a lot of issues with her family and my family. Um, and Ridgeline really became a place of like everyone talks about of family, and like we, we found healing here in the people, um, in the friendships. And it throughout all the difficulties, like with my mental health, all the difficulties like between Shanna and I, like there was always grace um, from the church from Ryan and Tyler and, and our friends and stuff, like they all they always were there. And that's one thing that I never experienced like growing up or even in the other churches that I had. Like if you messed up, then you know, you messed up and, and you have to pay or you have to, you have to have your recompense for that and that was never a thing here. It was always, you know, graced by love. Um, and that's, I guess, probably the biggest thing I got out of Rich Life.
0: That's awesome, man. Thanks, buddy. Are you going to sing yours or just talk? Well,
10: one time, <laughs> I tried this church called Ridgeline. All right, show okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm Shanna. <laughs> and uh, the person who walked into Ridgeline would have never done that. Like... <laughs> And then I think um, the reason is, is I walked in and I was probably, I had someone describe it to me once after kind of this formation that I've gone through that it's like I was painted in watercolor before. And I grew up as a quintessential church kid, you know, like literally the worst thing I ever did was oh i did have this
0: is a good one come on find a I, sin <laughs> just find one sin so in your you past. know we,
10: we talked about dress code right so i had a pretty strict dress code for school mm-hmm. i wasn't allowed to wear jeans and in middle school I'd, I'd sneak a pair of jeans in the bottom of my backpack and i'd change before school started well one time my mom I, she didn't tell me about an appointment i had and i walked to the front office in jeans and Oof. it was over for me I was like signed <laughs> sealed delivered to hell like it was I was just done <laughs> and <laughs> anyway I just like lived this like such this like <sighs> faith was so fragile and I couldn't step one direction in the wrong way or it was over for me and so I resorted to being the highest achiever in everything that I did including the quintessential Christian kit, And I carried that into my marriage. I carried that into moving here, but pretty quickly into marriage that kind of didn't work anymore because you can't really like hide pieces of yourself from your spouse if you want like a healthy one. And then uh, things just kept bubbling to the surface. And um, as I began to, for the first time in my entire life, like, let messiness out. Um, I wasn't, like, kicked to the curb, and I wasn't shunned, and I wasn't like I expected to be. In fact, I remember several phone calls saying, hey, I need to take these steps for my health, or this thing happened between me and my husband That my parents like won't even talk to my husband anymore. But my pastors faithfully shepherd not only me but him through. And as this messiness like came and continued to erupt out of me, there was a place to land. And I'd never (laughs) I have this wake of painful relationships that are gone in the last five years has been so much grief and I don't think there's one thing that my pastor and my friend doesn't know and I remember like coming back from some treatment I got fully expecting him to tell me that I had to step down because my life was too chaotic and I needed to get my life right with God before I served in ministry again and he said no I want you to serve out of that and I was (laughs) I just remember that acceptance and even as this I've continued to walk and things have not gotten much cleaner maybe a little less chaotic but still painful, and the mess still exists, they're still there. And wouldn't you know it, God's still there too. And I think that's what Ridgeline has given me, is this not only that people can be safe, and I'm still learning that, but that God can be safe. Because the God that I knew before here, He he hated me. But I know that's not true anymore. And even the days that it's hard, I have a safe place to land until I know that that's the truth again, that God loves me, that I'm safe and that my mess isn't too crazy or too big and that I can continue to heal and move forward as I am.
2: So,
11: yeah. I like your hair. I love it too, brother. That is, that is a long walk, by the way. It is a lady, it's, it feels good. I just got so back from Disneyland a few weeks ago. Oh, goodness. Walking around 20,000 steps a day, that yeah. felt like just as long. Okay. But for those who don't know me, my name is Bryce. I found Ridge Line on Easter Sunday this year, actually, and I owe it all to my big sis, as usual, Amber. Uh, I think she's known about this place uh, near the beginning, and uh, I was pretty impressed when I saw the crowd on Easter. I was like, man, this place is fire. Every seat's almost taken. Then I came back the next week, and <laughs> I saw about half empty, and, and I still kept wanting to come back. and. Uh, I think I went seven out of my next eight weeks, and uh, that one week I just felt like shit. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, this is good. If you're recording, scrap that. But after that, I wanted to get back up and keep coming back, and and that's kind of how I knew I'd found a, a great place. And uh, I just got back uh, from traveling a few weeks, and and yeah, this has been a really pretty difficult season in my life personally. The past two years, uh, just going through a divorce, um, just trying to find myself again. And you know, my older sister has always been there for me, and. Uh, I needed this place because I, we grew up pretty traditionally untraditional in the LDS faith, and, and uh, you know, that kind of does something to you, kind of messes with you if you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say anything bad about anyone, but the reason I love this place is because I was kind of done with uh, with church in general. I didn't think I needed any anyone but Jesus. But one thing I missed out um, that I've learned here is that community is a big part of worshiping Jesus. Because we're all sinners, we're all here trying to to band together and, and find ourselves. And we need a sense of community. It's less about like whatever it's been talking about. It's for me, what I've learned, it's less about the, the, the institution than it is the people around you. And, and that's why I feel like this is such an important work that we're doing. And I'm excited to go to formation and seeing what's next. And uh, I knew this place was rad too and I came in and it was kind of half music, half sermon. 'Cause yeah, I love music and, and it really gives you a chance to, to think and to reflect and thank you for the, the talented singers and people who do the music. My sister is a great singer. And so one of the things Pastor Ryan, one request from you is maybe one of these weeks we can get her to sing. Okay. She's a great singer. Let's bring her up now. Let's just <laughs> I would love that. But I just and the and the messages I've received from from Pastor Ryan and, and Pastor Tyler and everyone has just been so amazing and full of gratitude and and I'm going to ramble on, so I'm going to stop soon. But one of the things I really love is is this place is so cool because, you know, you can worship Jesus without talking bad about other people, without, you know, um, marginalizing other groups. And when you come in, it's all love. It's all about Jesus Christ. And I feel like that's exactly how how the message should be. So I'm I'm grateful. I just want to thank you guys, and I'm really excited to see what happens next. And uh, praise God. It's awesome, man. Thank you.
12: I'm Denise Mewborn, and I've been at Ridgeline kind of since the beginning. Um, I'm a big fan of Jackie Hill Perry. She is a poet um, and an author. And I read a quote from her several years ago before we came to Ridgeline. And what she said of her own experience in church was that it took the church to heal her of the church. I could really relate to that because Nolan and I were part of the church that Ryan and Tyler have already spoken about. And before that church, we were a part of a church that was not at all healthy, very legalistic, very, um, we came to find out very ungodly leadership. And so we left that church and we went to another church. And we found the same thing, (laughs) very legalistic, very unhealthy, and sadly, ungodly leadership. After two of those experiences, what Nolan and I um, decided to do was we were going to stand up for truth. And so we did. We were on the side of truth, and that was the side of Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler. And what happened to us when we stood up for the truth was that we were criticized and we were ostracized, and our reputation was tainted in this small community. To the point when I would go out to a coffee shop or a restaurant and I would see elders from that church, they would literally turn their back on me. It was very, very, very hurtful. But God, in His goodness and His mercy, He allowed Nolan and me, first of all, to get deeply acquainted with Pastor Tyler, to really know him as a person, and then to get a little bit acquainted with you (laughs) prior to moving here. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to pack up and move across the country and come here because we knew that these men are authentic and they are who they say they are and they are the same during the week that they are on Sunday morning. So we came to Ridgeline very hurt, very wounded, with a tiny sliver of hope that church could be a safe place and a good place for us again. And so now, fast forward almost four years, the church, Ridgeline, led by these two wonderful godly men, the church has healed us from the church. And I praise Jesus for that. And I thank you, Ryan and Tyler. I
0: love you both. Love you. It's awesome.
2: Thank
13: you. Home stretch. Stretch. All right. Hey, uh, my name's David, um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm not from Utah. Um. All right. Let me just let me just
0: say, here's here's the one thing I'm disappointed about with our summer schedule. Uh, David is a part of our teaching lab. And he was supposed to preach next weekend before we made this transition. So we were going to have our lone British guy preaching on 4th of July weekend. I was going to fly a flag. I was going to make him wear a red coat. Uh, It was going to be a whole thing. And sadly, we're going to have to wait until next 4th of July weekend to make our British guy teach. Okay, just thought you guys should
13: all know that. We've been so excited about it we've been planning that joke for a while yeah yeah yeah, i know (laughs) i'm glad we got it yeah Um, yeah so my wife and i we we moved to utah about three years ago and we've been going to Ridgeline for about a year ish now she's nodding that's correct um and i've got three things which i'm really thankful for for this church um and the first one i'm going to basically echo a lot of what people already said so it's gonna be a bit dull for you guys But uh, I'm first of all really thankful for the term, it's okay to not be okay. Uh, Because I grew up in the church, I grew up in very legalistic churches, and you always felt you had to be on show for everyone. You felt no matter what was going on in your life, you had to turn up on Sunday morning, all had to look great. You had to look like you had everything together. And I come to this church and first of all it was like, okay, that's a bit of a a bit of a weird phrase to have. It's okay to not be okay. But as I came here more often I realized that actually it's what this church lives. Every single member of this church lives that it's okay not to have your stuff together, it's okay not to be living the perfect Christian life. And that's really important. It's really important to be in a community where people Love you for who you are, and despite everything that's going on in your life. So I really want to thank everyone here because that's like all of us, from top to bottom, doing that. Um, secondly, I want to bring up that I think this church, for the first time I've ever been to a church, this church is family. Um, I have had a really rough upbringing with family. Um, I know my wife has two. We've, we both have really bad experiences with family um, and to come here and feel for the first time in my entire life that I'm part of a family that's that's been really big for me it's been a real big growth moment um, and over the last year I feel like I've grown more than in the last like decade of going to church um, so yeah again thank you for being family here um, and finally I want to be able to just the ethics of how this church works, not the ethics, just the, the whole idea behind this church, which really links on to changing our name, is that the formation. Uh, I've been to a lot of churches, and actually the first church I came to in Utah was the same as this, was, was, had this same idea that basically you could turn up and just be a face in the crowd. Uh, and that you could lit—you turn up, you could sing the songs, you could listen to the sermon, forget about it as soon as you went back and then go live your life and then come back the next week. And there was no emphasis on building a relationship with God, which I'm going to believe that's what Christianity is all about. It's about, you know, we have grace that we can have a relationship with God. We have grace so that we can approach God and we can talk to God and have a relationship with God. And that was a big mind-blowing moment for me that actually Formation is what it's all about. Um, and that I really appreciate this church, especially Pastor Ryan, really encourages me to grow with God. I'm looking at.::, am You're okay. Going? Yep, that's part of my growth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really encouraging me to grow and be the man that God wants me to be, and not just turn up to church and be a face in the crowd. And I really appreciate that. I think that is the most important thing I've certainly experienced in this church. awesome.
14: Thanks, oh. Thanks, buddy. Happy 4th of July. OK, so much like David said, I'm echoing a lot of the things that have already been said. Um, but this is what Ridgeline has meant to me personally. Um, So when my husband and I came to Ridgeline, it was early 2020. And I don't know if Sunday, March 15th, 2020 means anything to anybody. But that was the day we were supposed to start volunteering. And then there was no church. Um, But we hadn't called a church home since 2017. Uh, We both carry a lot of hurt from previous church experiences. When we saw behind the curtain, so to speak, we became very disillusioned um, and there was a lot of distrust of the church and people in leadership in the church and like are you being authentic is this is this actually what you mean are you saying what you mean and I didn't believe that we could find a place that wasn't the same as everywhere else But we had some friends who recommended Ridgeline to us and we came here on their recommendation. And I can honestly say that this is the first place that I have found Jesus compelling. I don't come to Ridgeline and leave just feeling good about being a Christian. I come here and I leave wanting a deeper relationship with Jesus. And as I stumble through that relationship and I fail over and over again, I see the fruit in my life and it's real. And I'm shaking. (laughs) In 2021, for whatever reason, God allowed circumstances to hit my husband and I like a ton of bricks and it hasn't stopped. And we sort of fell off the face of the earth, but not once. Did we hear disappointment or chastisement? Not when we had to stop volunteering, not when we struggled to attend consistently, not what's All we heard was, it's hard and I'm glad you're here and I hope that you can find some encouragement. Richline was, is, a soft place for us to land. And it's not an accident that God shepherded us here when we needed it. And I'm just so thankful to have found a place that's healthy and authentic. And I tell people all the time, this church is so healthy. They get it. They do discipleship. They love Jesus. And I'm just so glad that it's not going to stop here.
0: Could you walk any slower? you have holes in your jeans? No. Shanna's mom
15: would be pissed. I didn't show my side though, so <laughs> uh, so my name is Dee Dee and I am one of the top two criers. Tyler and I go back and forth, I think, for number one of the week. Um, was part of Ridgeline when Ridgeline was a idea to um, help with hurt so I but I could share I could just talk forever one of the things that came up for me is so during COVID with all of um, what felt to me and what really was just a war against people with my color skin and being pregnant with a brown son who I was watching on the news, mother's sons being killed for the color of their skin, my experiences were validated and I felt safe in my church. That hadn't been my experience. I've been asked to leave gas stations. My brothers had guns pulled on them by police officers at routine traffic stops. Growing up in the South, people were just like, it's not them. You must have done something wrong. I don't know what to tell you. I felt safe in Ridgeline. During that, people asked me how I was doing. Not to be awkward. One of very few brown people in Utah, in this room. And so it... It was very scary for me, what is that going to look like to be a face that is different when it very seems like an us versus them situation? And it's scary, because I can't change that. I can't pretend that I'm something different, I can't change what I look like, and I can't change if people perceive that as a threat. But Ridgeline was a safe place for me and I knew that my experiences, why I This sounds bad. I didn't know if my experiences would validate until they were. You always hope, but sometimes people let you down. Um, So this place has been safe for me, and it's been safe for my son. And I'm surrounded by a family that will always keep him safe. So for that, I'm grateful to Ryan and Tammy and Tyler and all of you.
16: I've prepared a dance. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel bad no one's going to have to follow it. but
16: I like needed to say that because I was like going to come up here and be like, <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't speak. So, um, my name is Mandy, and I've been here for right around um, almost three years now. Um, I, too, come from a church that Ryan and Tyler worked at. I worked there after them and experienced some of the that came along with that and i remember whenever i came to um visit matt and Didi Dee Dee, when they moved out here um i just was like something's different about you guys like i would known them for years in small group and i was like you guys like look like you're happy <laughs> i was like is, what is that <laughs> and how can i get in on that <laughs> and um at that time it was right around that same time that um i was really struggling being at the church I was at, being home, and really feeling like I needed a change, and I remember that night, Dee Dee was like, let's look at jobs, (laughs) and so um, I worked for the YMCA and have for the last 15 years, and I was like, I really have to stay there, and literally, God, like, put a job together that I'm uniquely qualified for that allowed me to come out here, Um, and I just remember when the, like, I just got here six months later, March 15th happened, and I was like, oh my goodness, I just now got involved at the church. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna be so lonely. I lived by myself. My family was across the country. uh, And I never had that feeling. I mean, I was lonely in the sense of like, okay, every day, I don't have someone to talk to like at my house with me, but it was never a loneliness that was uh, like unimaginable and just so hard. And I remember um, we had a book club during that time, and um, we're reading a book on prayer. And I remember sharing like how I always felt like, um, I don't know if you remember this, but I always felt like God never, I didn't, I didn't have anything important enough going on in my life that other people needed more prayer than I did. Like, it, And it wasn't that I was all great and good, it was just that, why would I pray for myself for more finances when there are people who are literally dying all over the world? And so I remember Ryan was like, you are so important to the Lord, like, we need to fix that, and that was the first time someone had ever told me that, and I grew up in the church, and I remember, like, getting off that call and kind of being like, well, I can't believe you just said that in front of everybody, and but I remember taking that moment, and throughout the pandemic, I felt like I was able to pray for God's healing for me for the first time ever, and that was so important to me and i describe it now we just met a couple weeks ago and I, I told him that i probably pray less often and less flowery but it's so real and it's the, mo- the most authentic relationship i have ever have with the lord because it's just me it's not this beautiful language it's not feeling like i have to come before the lord in this perfect state it's just hey god accepts you as you are, and He loves you as you are, and I will. I'm so thankful for Ridgeline for that, and I'm so excited to be a part of this next chapter for us.
17: That's awesome. let's go! Hi, I'm Caroline Fickthorn. Um I really didn't want to come up here because I really struggle with church, um, and I told myself I wouldn't cry, but here we are um when i first met ryan was when he had first moved here at honeysuckle coffee shop and i had just started my career graduated in may started a job in august like the good people do and then i lost it uh two months later and i met him just being like god what did you want me to do why did you give us utah as this mormonville of a place as we call it um and we had been in church for like a while and we weren't really feeling connected um as jordan said we grew up in the same church and we were very um my family didn't fit in his family fit in because they served and they blended in and my family was one of the only ones that got divorced and the police knew my family by name and i lived with another family and it was never okay to not be okay And my family actually, when I met Ryan, he said, I moved here from Hickory, North Carolina, which, by the way, my name's Caroline after North Carolina, and um, not South. And my family makes that very clear. And then I found the Matt, um, who was singing up here, worked at Hickory Christian. And my mom had wanted me to go to Hickory Christian. And I was like, okay, God, this is a sick joke that this man is in my favorite coffee shop asking about church. We want to find a new church, but I will never talk to anyone from Hickory, North Carolina, ever again.
0: That makes two of us.
17: And then I think the words were in the realm of North Carolina being the spawn of Satan or something like that. And I said, when are you free? <laughs> um <laughs> And we met with him, and I'm still embarrassed to this day because he said, what do churches need here? And I think I said, like, sports. (laughs) Because I didn't understand what a church could look like. Um, And I didn't know I could talk about mental health in a church. Um, The last few years have been absolutely horrific. COVID actually seemed easy compared to everything else. And I had so much anger towards God. And I'm one of those people that Ryan preaches to when he's like, please come on time, please don't go camping. You know, that's me. Just on
0: Sunday, I'm not anti camping.
17: (laughs) I purposely park in this parking lot so that I don't have to walk past the smiling faces. And if I don't look happy, it's not because of you, it's all about me. But um, anyways, I think the hard thing is, is that Ryan has sat me down before and said, like, you need to stop trying to be people's saviors. My three little sisters are in a very abusive situation. And when I met Ryan, I thought that I was going to take them on. And I took one of them on. I put her on a one-way flight from Hickory. So I thought I was, you know, Jesus, but in the 2019. And he sat me down and he said, you need to be letting Jesus heal you because you are not okay. (laughs) And that was really hard to hear. And it took two years for God to make that very clear. And what I want to say is thank you, because I've healed more in this church faster. That's what my therapist says, at least, Um, than normal. And I talk to God now, and I tell people about what you say in this church, and. I'm like an evangelist for this church. We were having lunch in California yesterday, and I'm like, well, you know, Christian Americans are worshiping their freedoms and not worshiping, loving other people. I'm like literally using what you're saying in this church, and it's something that I cherish very much. So, clearly the crying thing didn't work out, but (laughs) I just want y'all to know that even if I'm not involved, how much this church has made awesome. So, thank you.
5: Of course.
0: All right, last two. I like that pep in your step. You were moving. Teach a clinic.
18: <laughs> thank you. Um, my name's Nolan, and um, you've already heard from my wife, Denise, but... Um, when I was about forty five and I'm this I'm going that back that far, but it's gonna I'm gonna jump a lot of years ahead again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so it's not gonna be uh long. But um somebody a acquaintance of mine gave me a book, um, it was by a gentleman by the name of Bob Buford and the title of the book was Halftime. And it was a book he was a businessman and all, and the the crux of the book was how to live your life so that you know in the last half of you of your life you don't just uh fade away so to speak and it was a book that you know at the time i was like i read through it and just really fast and it's like okay yeah this is good but at the time i was you know still very involved with work and everything and, and it really just it's like okay well yeah that's good for him but you know it really has no relevance any, to to me in any way um, fast forward uh, a few years that Denise said in 2017 when Ryan uh, left the church in Hickory. Um, yeah, we left the church in, in Hickory but we did not not leave Hickory. We didn't immediately come to Utah as Ryan did. Um, we started driving. Uh, we had a hard time finding another church in Hickory and so we ended up, we were driving an hour and a half one way, um, interstate, an hour and a half interstate one way to go to church uh every Sunday um and then you know 2000 the start of 2018 rolled around um and uh it, 2018 really became a, a year of great transition in our lives I was um retired I I when I say this I was retired it was not by choice um and and started and you know at that time that book halftime sort of came back to my mind it's like okay well i'm i'm way past halftime now i'm in i'm in the lat the latter third uh <laughs> it's and a two-minute it <laughs> drill yeah <laughs> and it, and, yeah fortunately not the two-minute drill. i hope but <laughs> but anyway you know i was like we're in i'm yeah i'm down the latter third and you know i don't you know i've been I've, i have been um you know retired not by choice and yeah, we're driving an hour and a half one way to church, and you know this is like really crazy. And and we had committed to Ryan that we would come out when Ridge like we, we came out actually came out here in April for the very first Sunday at the Art Factory um, with the idea that okay we'll see like what Utah's like, and uh, we spent that weekend um, looking around and decided Utah was not for us. Um, it's like, okay, yeah, this is the mountains are beautiful, but this is just not the place for us. Um again, fast forward a few months that we had committed to Ryan to come out here uh in the fall and help roots on with the laws with with the launch and we were gonna work in the kids program and help, you know, get that started and everything and uh during the course of that three months it became apparent that this Utah was our place and uh where we needed to be. And so we went back to North Carolina, packed up, sold our house, downsized, and and, here we are still. But the thing I think most about Ridgeline, uh, for me anyway, and uh, maybe Denise as well, is that it has given us opportunity to not fade away. It's given us a sense of purpose, and I think a real um, we can sense that God brought us here. I mean, he created you know, I said, you know, one of the things about me getting terminated was that God God solved a lot of problems I didn't know I had in a way I couldn't imagine was possible. But um it, you know, has all worked yeah been for the best and as we say now we, we're living our best life and Ridgeline has been a part of that best life.
0: Last one, do good. Oh my
19: gosh, no pressure. <laughs> Thanks for playing, I appreciate you.
0: Please thank Kamala.
19: Um, my name is Brianne. Um, I think I got the assignment wrong because I didn't come prepared to start at the beginning. Um, so I, I just, the, the piece that I wanted to share this morning is, um, so Ridgeline's been a, a base of healing for me in a lot of ways. Um, but as we move ahead to formation church, one of the way, like the things that I've been thinking about is like how Ridgeline has formed me as a Christian, formed my relationship with Jesus, and um, one of the really unexpected ways that that's happened is through uh, our squad. Um, I don't know if anybody's had the opportunity to join a squad, but it's real awkward. Um, our squad is a special kind of weird. Um, <laughs> And uh, we're all, I think, we were part of the first wave, so we didn't really know what was gonna happen with that. Um, And none of us really knew each other, and it's incredibly uncomfortable. Um, But one of the things that I've heard Pastor Ryan say before um, that really resonated with me and challenged me in this environment is, um, you know, it's, it's really easy to be transparent with people, but not vulnerable with them. And I definitely like that resonated with me because I could share things that make other people uncomfortable, but that wasn't really me being vulnerable. And in this space, I feel like um I have had you know, I share the the family feeling here, but in this particular space I feel like we um we're really vulnerable with each other. Camel's in my squad, that's why I'm looking at her. Um sorry. Even this um, is awkward. You did it. <laughs> like <laughs> So but the joke is we do have a spot open in our squad right now, and I was like, they have to be real awkward because yeah. otherwise they're going to be uncomfortable. Um, but I, I think that um, it's the first space outside of sort of one-on-one relationships that I've been very open and honest about who I am and where I'm at in my faith. And I feel like the thing that's really unique about it is that it's reciprocated. Um, and even just seeing like the growth that I've had, the growth that the rest of the people in our squad has, the steps that they've taken to grow in their relationship with Jesus within our squad and outside of it, just make me really excited for essentially us doing that as a church, um, moving forward to this kind of next chapter of training toward Formation Church. So that's what I wanted to share this morning. Thank
2: Thank you. you. you
0: Yeah, that's good, thanks. Alright, here's what I want to say. Two things I I hope um, are super clear after listening to that. And kids, you guys have been amazing today. This was a long thing for you to sit through. Again, if you're a guest this morning, um, sorry, I guess I don't really know what to say. (laughs) I'm real glad you were here, and uh, I know that this is a a unique service. It's not usually like this. Um, The crying is usually like this. That is consistent. Um, but here's what I really hope is apparent, really two things. The first is, uh, God has been immensely good to us. Amen. Even those of you that did not come forward today to share, uh, I trust and I know that God has been good to you through this community. And then the second thing I hope is really, really clear to you is that our city needs our church. Desperately needs our church. And so it is just critical. And I mean, I know everybody's different. Like some of you are probably like, ah, the 4 p.m. thing isn't going to be great for me. I'm not really excited about going into core group training mode. I'd rather just be able to come to church. And I just love you. And I want you to know none of that matters. It just doesn't matter. What matters is that we move forward together in a way that we further align around everything that you've heard this morning, everything that God has done, Over these last three, four years, we're trying to double down on and trusting and believing that there are so many more people like you and I that God wants to meet with in a powerful way and to bring healing and hope and encouragement and challenge and change in their lives. And so let's really, really lean in to this next season and allow God to do what he wants to do in our midst. And I'm confident that we have tremendous days of experiencing him ahead. Amen? Here's what I want to do. I want to invite you to close your eyes. And I just want to close our time together today by praying a blessing over you from the book of Numbers, of all places. So I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to receive these words. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for being here this morning and welcome to formation. We'll see you July 10th. If you have any questions at all, we'll be out at the info desk. Happy to answer any questions. Love you guys. Thanks for being here.